Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Great football is about great football. You're listening to the best of Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Let's hop into the big draft from over the weekend. I had the fourth pick in the draft. The way the draft started was Ty Gurley went one. Lev Bell went two. David Johnson went three. And then Venture, what did I do it for? Antonio Brown. No, at four, actually, this Zeke? week, I went and took Ezekiel Elliott Running back for the Dallas Cowboys. You already know what I say about Zeke. You say, oh, there you go making a homer pick. It's not a homer pick. This is me basically saying this is a guy that could touch the football more than anybody in the league this year. Told you he can rush for 2,000 yards. Expect him to catch more passes as well this year. So I'm all in on Ezekiel Elliott. Don't get me wrong. You can easily take Antonio Brown in that slot or ahead of any one of those guys. But if me, to me, getting Zeke at four was a steal. Mm-hmm. And you did the same thing in, in the Beat the Fantasy exactly. Now, are you going to do that every time, or are you going to diversify I, the portfolio? I diversify depending on what the stakes are. Like this league right here, the flex is no money on it, but you're playing against the experts. So, and then I, you know, I, I just did this, the Antonio Brown thing in a draft the night before. You know what I'm saying? Right. The other beat the exact league on Saturday night. I did the Antonio Brown thing. So, uh, hopefully, I start getting some in the snake drafts I'm in. Hopefully, I start getting some picks towards the middle and later in. But if you keep putting me up at the front four, it's going to be Zeke or Antonio Brown either way. Mm-hmm. So now, um. Let me hop in here and pull the draft board up right quick and give you some more of the information um, from the draft. So after um, I take uh, Elliott, the next pick, uh, the guy with the fifth pick, he takes Saquon Barkley. Then you have um, Roto World, Rich Rybar takes Antonio Brown. It's my man Scott Fish from Scott Fishbowl. He takes Alvin Kamara. Uh, my man Jeff Housley from Football Guys takes DeAndre Hopkins. Then we see Carl Shaftrick take uh, Melvin Gordon. Steve Gallo from the huddle takes Dalvin Cook. Michael Thomas and Leonard Fournette with Brandon Murchison and Joe Doan end out the first round. Now, it gets interesting in the second round. You get Odell, Kareem Hunt for the first time slides to the second round. Wow. Have not seen that yet, Ventra. Listen, Kareem Hunt, if I was to be in a draft and I get Kareem Hunt in the second round, I am standing on top of the table and telling the rest of the league, give me my <laughs> money. Run me my bag right now. Right there. Steal. And who's, who's the first pick? That person's first pick. That's ahead, the Hunt. first pick was Michael Thomas. Why is why 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 does so that that team? That's our man Brandon Murchison. Why does that team start Michael Thomas and Kareem Hunt? I don't know why. Huh? Why? I don't know why. why I you, mean, well, me? what do you think about that start of Michael Thomas and Kareem Hunt? I mean, first of all, there's no reason why. Why is Kareem Hunt falling into the second round in the first place? I'm trying to figure it out. I guess because Michael Thomas pushed up. But this looks like a regular That's Odell. That's what I mean. Well, Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette, but still, you don't. Kareem Hunt goes ahead, ahead of the rest of this right. field right Michael here. Michael Thomas. I understand. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why this happens. I think this is starting to happen. I feel like, uh, you know, people are starting to jump on wide receivers a little more. Even in the Beat the Fantasy Exec League, wide receivers are flying. Um, but Kareem Hunt shouldn't fall to the second. 
you could have easily flip-flopped Kareem Hunt and Michael Thomas. He still ended up with the same thing. He could have ended up with Thomas in the second and got Kareem Hunt in the first slot. Yeah, you're right about that, too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, it could end up the same. But anytime you see Hunt fall that far, I start to worry about something. Listen, do not let Kareem Hunt fall that far. Listen, Kareem Hunt had stretches last. That's that stretch that Andy Reid stretched. Andy Reid stopped giving him the football and they started losing. You're going to get some of that with Reed. He's notoriously turned away from Jamal Charles at times in the past. Not to mention, you know, you know, uh, uh, Brian Westbrook. He stopped giving him the football. It's an Andy Reed thing. Sometime in the first four months of the year of the season, Andy Reed forgets how to coach. Then he forgets how to coach altogether in the month of January. But in September, October, and November, that guy is on his game. One of the best coaches in the NFL. I love Kareem Hunt. Let him slide to the second round. Oh, yeah, so the other night, let me go over here, tell you how this FFWC team turned out that I took Antonio Brown. I think I took Antonio Brown. I was enhanced, so I don't remember who I took, but I think I, <laughs> think I was saying I was going to take Antonio Brown that night. I think I had, like, a top three or a top four pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had the second pick. You're getting a top four That's pick. That's what it was. I had the second pick, and the dude with the first pick took Zeke. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah, so let me go check out. Let me let me let me log into this league right here, right quick. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine telephone number. If y'all got any questions, for, like about fantasy football, not, <laughs> not about people's business. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. Well, wait, wait. I edit. Well, wait. Why come? Am I not signed in? I, I, I want to tell you all about my team. You know what I'm saying? Well, who was your second pick? You had the end of the second round. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't remember. I'm, you, know, I, you, you don't know remember I, your second pick? You know I can what understand. I was doing that night, so don't act like that. I don't, can understand don't if you didn't know you were like, like an eighth pick or something. You know, no, my right, second fine. pick, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I was, it was in the joint. I was. I guess you do too many drifts. I was high as gas that night. You know we're what I'm saying? Severely <laughs> Yes, exactly. So my second pick, now I can tell you, since I have the board right in front of me, was Jarek McKinnon. So the dude in the first, the dude that with the first pick in the first round, he takes Ezekiel Elliott. On the turn, he goes T.Y. Hilton. And I'm like, dude, you drafted my team. What are you doing? You feel what I'm saying? He takes T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin. So I took Antonio Brown, came back in the second. I took Jarek McKinnon. Came back in the third. I wanted to get a running back, and I got shady. At 311 as my RB2. Two. two. I, listen, You're I'm cool not the biggest shady guy, but to get him at 311 as an RB2, give me that all the time. Now, in the fourth round, I came and I took Sony Michelle. This is before the latest injury news happened with Sony Michelle. Full disclosure, if I could have that pick back, I would take that pick back, and I probably would have went with like Amari Cooper or something like that or Jarvis Landry at, at that point. But you didn't know. No, they were gone already. So I'd have took Brandon Cooks as my second wide receiver. But the way the team ended up, and I still like the team. So this is the people. This is um for the people that think that you know when you when you take when you when you pass on those big, big running backs. Mm-hmm. So here we go, right? Here we go. My quarterback on this league, right? I'm gonna give you my projected starting lineup is Matt Ryan. You check that. Nice. He got, got Matt Ryan in the tenth round. Uh, uh, running backs would be Jarek McKinnon, JMK, and Shady. Right? Listen, it could be better running back groups in the in yeah. the league, but whatever. My wide receivers are A.B., Antonio Brown. I did take Brandon Cooks in this draft. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> Brandon, enhanced. Yeah, enhanced. You're right. Brandon Cooks, A.B., Brandon Cooks. My wide receiver three is Emmanuel Sanders. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, right? And then my flex 
in my flex, I could put Isaiah Crowell in my flex. And what about your tight end? Or I could or put, Michelle. Or I could put uh, Mark, Mark, Mike Williams, who we like, in our flex. In my flex. I got Calvin Ridley on this team. I got Austin Hooper. You, you know got what options. I mean? You got options. And just so, just, even though I didn't, even though I passed on one of the big running backs, my team would still beat yours. You Wait. feel what I'm saying? Matt Ryan, Jarek McKinnon, Shady, A.B., Brandon Cooks, Manny Sanders, Isaiah Crowell in the flex. Come get some. Who's your tight end? Austin Hooper. That's your number one tight end? Yeah, I waited a little bit too long on tight end. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that's... It's going to be a, it's going to be a position where I have to work You're going to have to stream that. I'm going to have to stream that. <laughs> I'm going to get on the waiver wire and make that happen. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it, and the RB... The thing is, you have two RB2s, kind of. Yeah, and I'm fine and, with it. And, and I, got I don't Antonio, even know if McKinnon... I got Antonio Brown. Nobody's going to score more points than him. No. Um, <laughs> Maybe your boy Zeke. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. Somebody robbed you of that with the first pick. So Can you imagine that? Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore both list, listed as RB1s. Now, listen, if you had Kenyon Drake down the stretch last year, I know I did. He helped me win a championship. Son was on the money. But here's the thing. What I'm telling you right now, this Miami Dolphin team might very well be the worst team in football. They bring in Frank Gore on the initial depth chart, Jim. Both of them are looking like, or they're both listed as the starting running back. Obviously, at this point in his career, Drake has more talent. I don't trust the team. And then with Frank Gore there, I don't think they brought Frank Gore back to his home in Miami just to sit the bench. No, they definitely did not. He, he's going to get plenty of playing time. Uh, and don't take that away from Drake. Drake is going to do his job. There's no doubt about it. He's going to put up plenty of fantasy points for you. But Gore is going to be a sneaky pick, too. I think he's really nice as a late-round flex or a bi-week filler. Uh, I don't think he's going to be consistent week to week, but I love him in best ball drafts. All right, what do you think, Venture, that, that position battle right there between Clint Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore? I mean, I, I think it's a little crazy. To be honest, it blows my mind that there should even, like, Gore should take even close to you know, half the touches of what Drake's taking. Drake should get the majority of touches. He's the better running back. He's the fresher running back. He's the younger running back. Um, and we saw what he did last year in a limited time. A uh, guy had like 4.6 or 4.8 yards of carry, something like that. He could also pass, catch. He could do it all. I think Gore shouldn't get more than six to eight touches a game. That, that's that's my opinion. Gore, I think, is done. I think he's, he's 35, 36 years old. He's at the point where... How much help is he going to give you? All right, try him in preseason, see what he does. But if you don't got enough left in the tank, you know, it's Drake's job. It should be Drake's job. Gates better willing, not screw Are you willing up. to take Drake under the premise that he is going to get, that he is going to get the, work, the, 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 the boatload, the, the, the line share of the workload, right? Yeah. And he's going to be able to perform to RB2 numbers. Oh, absolutely. And you, and you, could, you would consistently put him on as your team RB2. as your RB2. Oh, without a doubt. Are you, are you that bullish on, on uh, Drake, uh, Jim? I like Drake. I, I don't think I'm ready for that just yet. I, You know, this is the facts. Gore is, you know, 100 years old, but he still runs excellent. The team loves him. They're raving about him every day in camp. And I'm not just talking about the coaches. I'm talking about the beat writers. They say he looks explosive. He's going to get his chance. Let's face it. This is probably a one-year thing for Miami. They're going to run Gore as much as they can. I think he's going to get more than eight touches a game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get at least 10 to 12 touches a game. This guy, you know, a great value where you can get him. He's coming off the board in some drafts in the 18th round, you know, which is just ludicrous at this point. Uh, especially with all the news out there. So I like Drake, 
But I definitely think this impacts his value because they're looking at Drake as more a long-time thing. They don't want to run him into the ground this year. They got Gore. He's running good. He's looking good. They're going to give him the ball. That's a really good point, Jim. You said that they don't they don't mind burning Gore out because, you know, burn, burn out the rest of the tank. Which is a big deal. <laughs> that's, burn that's out like the rest of the tank. Well, he has a family. Run him into the ground. Exactly. Exactly. You know, he has a family. I don't want to. I know, no, I'm not saying. He's going to run around in the backyard with his kids sometime. You're going to waste the tank on the, the Miami Dolphins. going to be 2 and 14. We can go home and run the, team, run, run the tank out with his kids. Hey, he wants to play. He's got to run his tank out. And there you He's go, 36 right years old. Let's head out to Wisconsin and talk to my man, Jeff. Jeff, what's good with you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Jeff. Good. Well, I had my first live draft last night. All right. And I'd Let's like see. your opinion on how it all went. All right, and I'm glad to give it to you. That's kind of what I'm here all for. Right. And I don't want you to run nope. down your whole team because we got other people we want to get to. But um, just let me know. Let me give, give me give me your start. Give me your starting lineup the way the team is consisted of right now. Okay, it's a twelve-team league, half-point PPR, two-point. Uh, I mean, two wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. So I had the first pick. I went Todd Gurley, followed by Christian McCaffrey right. at the two-three turn. All right. Um. A little Corey came out of my shoulder, and I took T.Y. Hilton with I my love, first pick in the third round. I love, I love you. Go ahead. What we got next, Jeff? <laughs> okay, then on the 4-5 turn, Marvin Jones. Okay. Then on the fifth, because I know these guys, I grabbed Russell Wilson. Nice. I like that. Okay, the 6-7 turn, I grabbed Mark Ingram. All right. You can throw Ingram on your bench. You're solid at running back right Correct. now to do that. Okay. Correct. Seventh round, Devin Funches. All right, you could throw him in your flex. Love it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Then in the eighth round, in case I want to throw a running back in there, I grabbed Marshawn Lynch. All right, beast mode. That, that, he'll buy you some time while Ingram is out until he gets rolling. Correct. Uh, ninth, 9-10 turn, I took Trey Burton and Rashad Matthews. All right, another one of my favorites. Two or more of my favorites, Burton and Matthews. I love Matthews. He's a slept-on wide receiver in Tennessee. So, listen, what you got right here, Jeff, so far, so good. I like it a lot. You're going to be able to do a lot with this roster right here mm-hmm. now. Especially I, when Ingram comes I back. like the girly CMC running back combo. T.Y. Hilton and Marvin Jones. I'm not the biggest Marvin Jones guy. I like him more than I liked him years in the past, so I have no problem with that. I like the Devin Funches edition. I think he's the Carolina Panther wide receiver to own. The rookie's not going to take too much away from him. And not to mention the fact, Olsen, once you start talking retiring, you're already retired. Ingram, you got a nice peach on your bench. And so with Lynch and Matthew. So I like the team. I like the way it came out, especially from the 1-1, going ahead and grabbing Russell Wilson. I don't have no problem with this team. I give it an A+. Plus. I think it was an excellent draft. And see, here's the thing with Ingram is, if you run into some injury troubles a little bit later on in the season, when Ingram gets rolling, you got yourself a nice trade chip. You feel what I'm saying, Jeff? Yes. All right, so there you go right yeah. there. What do you think, um, Jim? I like the team. I like it a lot. I, I'm not sure I'd like to have Burton as my number one tight end. Okay. He's got a lot of upside, but we just haven't seen it yet. I'd like to see a little bit more of it before I grab him. There's other guys I'd like that he could have had there and even later. 
uh, that I like more than than Burton. But outside of that, he's got a solid starting lineup. And like you said, once Ingram comes back, he goes right into your flex position pretty much every week, and and you're solid at that point. Right. What do you think, right. Yeah, and the the reason why though the tight end is a little bit weaker in that sense is because he took Russell Wilson earlier on. He got his solid top end quarterback, so that's the give and take there. But the receivers very good. I like it. It's solid. The running backs are solid. The only thing is. Without Ingram, until you have Ingram, you got Lynch in your flex. It looks like he's going to be a he second can put flex. put punches in the flex. No, well, he's got two flexes, right? Oh, I thought he no, had one just flex. one flex. Oh, just one just flex. One oh, flex. so then you're absolutely solid. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, solid. so, Jeff, you good to go? Yes, thank you. My man, Jeff went out there and rocked the draft. That's because Jeff is a caller to the fantasy football frenzy. You need to be like Jeff. Devontae Adams or A.J. Green? I'm taking Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the number one with the Green Bay Packers, a high-powered offense, and his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. A.J. Green, dynamic, phenomenal talent. His team is stinks, and the quarterback is Andy Dalton. That's easy to me. Don't get me wrong. Green's a more talented cat, but Adam's in a better situation. What do you think, Ventra? I mean, I think, honestly, it's a toss-up. Like, you could go either way. Um, Green has been doing it forever. I mean, he's been in the league for a while now. I mean, unless he gets hurt like he did in 2016, played 10 games. He, did, he had a down year, of course. But last year, back up to 75 yards, over 1,000 uh, yards, 75 catches, 8 touchdowns. That's a solid year, but that's like his floor. You know what I mean? I mean, he should probably do better than that this year. You know Dalton's going to feed him, the heck out of him. They just cut Brandon LaFell. The other wide receiver is John Ross, Tyler Boyd. You know Green's going to get fed a ton. So I don't think you could go wrong either way when you're drifting at the end of that uh, you know, early second round or whatever it is, middle second round. If you're going to look at Devontae Adams or A.J. Green. What do you think, uh, um, uh, Jim? I almost forgot your name near Tess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, I'm with you, actually. I like Adams a little bit more. A.J. Green is definitely going to be a target hog. There's no doubt about it. Cincinnati still did well in a very bad year for Cincinnati's offense last year. I think their offense will improve, so I like A.J. Green this year. But uh, Adams can be had a little later. So he provides a little bit more value to me. Plus, if you look at last year's scoring in PPR leagues, Adams scored almost two full points more a game than A.J. Green. And that was without uh, Aaron Rodgers. So with Aaron Rodgers back this year, you got to figure that's got to play into Adams' hands. He, yeah. I mean, son was getting it done with Brett Hundley was the quarterback. I know. There you go right there. No, he's a beast. But you uh, forget about getting maybe a little later. Corey Parsons single-handedly going to pull him off the board. I will listen. If, no, I'm, round, I'm full disclosure. If I, if, I, if I get a league, and I'll do it. If I, get, I got some beat the fantasy executive news to run by y'all, too. If I get in the league and I get, like, the 12th pick, I will gladly, just to prove a point about how brilliant I am, I will gladly draft Devontae Adams at 112. Now, I'm not going to leave Julio on the board, but I'll leave Keenan Allen on the board. I'll leave Michael Thomas on the board. That's how serious I am on Devontae Adams this year. And when I talked to Devontae Adams last year, y'all people in the chat, y'all caught me everything but a child of God. And then at the end of the year, I was right. Did I get any congratulations? Did I get any packs on the backs? No. He just was like, oh. Isaiah oh, Crowell. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what happened to Isaiah Crowell? What happened to Isaiah Crowell? You was wrong on Crowell. I'm not right on everything. None of us are. Thank you. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. Not even the number one ranker. Uh, well, Ventra, why are you going to go there? <laughs> why would you go there, Ventra? I'm just saying. We already we're all addressed, human beings. We already addressed the elephant in the room. Now we get past it. Well, you know, yeah, too it's soon. Yeah, too I was soon. trying to break the ice. Too yeah. soon. I already broke the ice when the show started, Ventura. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
I would go into my rankings, but they're not done yet. So, but they'll be. <laughs> they would. They gonna be. Gabe, don't laugh at me, Gabe. I ain't got my rankings. I'm not yet. laughing at you. I'm laughing with you, Gabe. Yeah. Let me tell you, these things. Let me tell you something about these rankings, Gabe. No, I'll be honest. How the hell are you gonna set rankings before the preseason's over? What? Everybody runs out with rankings, this and that. Players are gonna get injured, guys. Situations are going to change. Listen, yep. these rankings right here, these joints is like crack. Right? This is your negotiating tool, people in the fantasy industry. Don't drop these joints until you get a price tag for them. Yeah, Period. that's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't sit up here and sweat over these rankings for free. You just feel what I mean? Because it does take time. It, it takes time, and it's my, it's my effort that I put into this. But, Gabe, you know what you can do? You can you put it in an Excel spreadsheet, and you adjust accordingly. Yeah, you use it as a guideline. Yeah. But, you know, a case in point, I mean, Sterling Shepard's uh, ranking pretty different if Odell Beckham isn't there, right? Right, right, exactly. I want to talk, like, you, okay, you know, tears and stuff like that, and you like this guy and you like that guy, but I want to talk about how you like these guys as it, as it dictates to your fantasy football team. And I'm going to start with you, Jim, and I'm going to start with your man, Dalvin Cook. I like what Dalvin Cook was doing last year when he got hurt. He was leading the NFL in rushing. Son is a beast. He's got the Liberty City background, Dade County, got the Florida State background, and running backs out of that program normally do pop, and we saw him doing well when he got into the season last year. Year two, Gabe, is coming off that injury. That offensive line still stinks. You got a new quarterback in there, Kirk Cousins. I do think Cook is a first-round running back. I do value him as an RB1, but I don't know if I want him as an RB1 on my team. I think maybe a Gordon Cook start is better than a wide receiver in Cook because I don't know if he's going to put up all B1 numbers. This well, if you're Cook. looking at me, I'm definitely thinking he's going to put up RB1 numbers. I, you know, he's out of the the knee wrap already. He's running good in, in camp. Everybody says he looks, if not as fast as he did last year, maybe faster. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm buying in on Cook. I, I love the fact that in a lot of drafts, I can get him at the start of the second round. That's why I like if I can get a late pick in the first round. I love starting with somebody like a Gordon and then coming right back with Cook. Well, you I th- think that's an excellent start. What do you think, Ventra? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, honestly, like I told you yesterday, uh, I'm cool with that late round draft pick, getting Cook and Julio. That's a great start for me. I would love that. Uh, these are two guys that could absolutely hit home runs for you all day and win leagues for you. Uh, they are risky, but you know what? Listen, you're getting a guy that could end up being a top five running back at the end of the first round. You know I'm big on Dalvin Cook, and, and it looks like he's healthy. I, all the reports I read, he looks good. He looks fresh. Gabe, that offense was rocking and rolling last year, that Minnesota Vikings offense, and Cook was a big part of it, but they didn't miss a beat when he went out, it seems like. Now, you know, and I would expect, uh, though, the good thing about Dalvin Cook is um, how he can catch passes out of the backfield. And, you know, he's, he's just, he glides. He actually reminds me of LaShawn McCoy a lot. I was a big fan of him. I wanted the Giants to draft him last year. Oh, but me too. Seemed to be sort of a logical pick. But they, anyways, they ended up getting uh, Barkley. I agree. I agree with you guys in a sense. I would rather have a guy like Dalvin Cook and, and another supposed tier two back than putting all my stock in a David Johnson or a Le'Veon Bell or one of these guys. I am a, I am a Dalvin Cook fan. But I've got another guy that I'm sure you guys will bring up. And if you don't, I'll bring him up because I want to get your guys' opinion on him. I like him a lot. A little hint, he averaged 4.6 yards a, a clip uh, per carry uh, last year. But uh, we'll get to him in a couple of minutes. That's interesting. No, go ahead. Who's the back? Yeah, did, what, did Alex Collins. Seven? Yes. Alex Collins. I'm I think this guy him. literally could pop for maybe 1,200, 1,400 yards this year. I really do. 
you know, Baltimore really hasn't that hasn't had that bell cow back since what? Let's say the Jamal Lewis days. Yeah. We're going back a long ways here. Ray Rice. Oh, and Ray Rice, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I guess he wasn't around I long enough. I forgot yeah. about you. Yeah, I'm, I, but he, I, yeah, I forgot about but, Ray. Yeah, but he was a great back for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and honestly, Justin Forsett had a good year for the Ravens. It's, to me, the though. thing is, I like the I think the offensive line uh, play is going to be improved this year. And it's actually the first time in a long time, guys, that the Baltimore Ravens actually have some weapons at the wide receiver position. You would uh, call teams, Michael Crabtree a weapon? Yes. He's washed. No. No. He's better than Amari Cooper is. Oh, come on. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that I, far. Uh, Jim, I'm glad, I'm glad well, to hear you pipe listen, in. Come listen. on. He's washed. Well, I think, whoa, whoa, hey, Jim, what do you think? I think the Raiders screwed up and let they bring in Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson can't no. even bend down and tie his shoes right now. You get rid of Crabtree. Cooper's iffy. He's got the drops all the time. You know, okay, I so don't think Crabtree's done at all. I, Crabtree may not be washed, but when you're uh, catching, no when you're catching seven – Look, Joe Flacco throw the ball five yards down the field. So They're what do you throw it to? What do you expect? Well, Crabtree's Why not going to be. Me? Joe Flacco has one of the strongest arms in the Who game. Who he throw the ball to, <laughs> Jim? <laughs> Jim, he throw. Five, Joe Flacco is check baby, check baby one two. Now. He's check baby, check baby one he's two. Never had anybody to stretch the field. Come on, that's just ridiculous. He's a strong arm quarterback. He's going to love having Crabtree go down the field. Well, he did have Steve Smith. He did have Steve Smith at one point. I know he's a little older, but but he does have a, he has a good arm, but it's just that like he's not. What is his yards per attempt? He's not. Can somebody? Because one of these stat people look up his yards per not, attempt. I'm not Flacco. I'm not the president of the Joe Flacco fan I club, but that. I will say I think he's extremely motivated right now because Lamar Jackson is knocking on the door. That's true. And secondly, I know it sounds cliched, but I think Joe Flacco's as healthy as he has been uh, in years. And thirdly, it's a contract year for Joe Flacco. This is he's his, not going to get another one in Baltimore. No, most likely not. No, I'm not at twenty million dollars a year. Try harder. Yep. To, but that's why he's going to try harder to get a, a deal with somebody else. Yeah, he will. But it, he, it, you can't just write him off like that. You know, we see the pressures on him now to perform. He, he's got um, some new weapons for him around him. You know, I'm not a huge Joe Flacco guy either, but you can't just make statements that he only throws the ball five well, years. I'll, I'll you, that's I'll give, what, what's his, what, what's his yard I'm going to give you his last three years' yard per attempt. Last year was 5.7. 5.7? 5. Yeah, bad. 6.4 the year before, 6.8 the year before that. What was the two years before that? They didn't have a running back either. They, their offense was putrid <laughs> as a whole. All right, so Flacco Michael, can throw the ball down the field. It's their offense. I mean, look at the first play in the first game of the year last year. He hit Wallace for a freaking bomb. When they won the Super Bowl, it was all about the, the vertical deep down the field. The they're, they're a long time. They were a long way removed away from that. Now, I do like the play in Alex Collins. I like Alex Collins, though, more on that RB2 range. I don't want him more as, as the first running no, back on no, my team, no. even if I go wide receiver heavy. I still don't want Collins as the first running back on my team. No, no. I want somebody that I can pair with Collins to make my running back. Well, I think you complete. could pair a Dalvin Cook. Oh yeah, with, I, with, I, with I, a Collins, yeah. I no think doubt. you'd be able to pull that off. That's I, absolutely right. I don't right. got no beef with that. And my man Lance Davis in the chat, y'all, reminds people that Tory Smith was a Baltimore Raven, but yeah. that was a while he's ago. He's just a bomber. Though. Yeah, but he's not really good. Yeah, he's fast, right? He does, he's one-dimensional. He does one no, if thing. You look, if you look at their skill position players, all right, so they got Michael Crabb. This is the best. I don't know what you feel, Jim, but to me, this is the best thing, Christian, guys. This is the best talent that they've had to throw the football to in a while. You got Michael Crabtree. Sneed. Uh, you got John Brown, who, okay. He's a bum. Yeah, you know, he's cost me in the past. All right, yep. all right I'll give you that. I do like Willie Sneed a me lot. Too. You bring Willie Sneed in, and, um, you know, uh, all of those are check, baby, check, baby, one, two. And now he's going to have Michael Crabtree playing that check down game. 
So that's, that's going to be a bunch of five, six yard routes. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, the, the Bowling Ravens are going to do the same thing they always do. They like to run the ball no matter what running backs they have. And now they finally have a good full workhorse type running back. Yeah, let us remember this argument good. started because I said I liked Alex Collins. <laughs> I tried to bring, Alex it, Collins, I tried exactly. to bring it back there. You did, you did. And let's head out to my man, Lynn in Dallas. Lynn, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> I appreciate you taking my call. But I'm going to say, um, like Dak should have said, uh, no comment. There you go. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's what Dak, I never protest, Prescott should have said, no comment. What we got, Lynn? Uh, yes, sir. Well, speaking of Dak, I wanted to talk about his fantasy value because um, I'm looking at his numbers when he played with Zeke. And and homies, homies uh, almost putting up, you know, 30 burgers. You know, uh, last year, we're, we're talking about the Russell Wilsons and the Cam Newtons. We're looking at Dak Prescott's numbers. I mean, he was winning you some weeks. Now, here's uh, the thing. And, and, and listen, it, 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 listen. as far as I'm upset with my quarterback, I do happen to agree with the fact that he's being undervalued in fantasy drafts. And I understand you say, well, he doesn't have Witten. He doesn't have Des Bryant. But he got Ezekiel Elliott, and he has a wide open field to just pick off the open receiver. Dak, Bryant, Des, Dak Prescott does not like to throw to covered wide receivers. Des Bryant was always covered. Dak's not Tony Romo throwing a 50-50 ball. Dak does not want to turn the football over, so he wants to find open receiver. And I think this year you have a wealth of receivers where Dak don't have to lock in on one guy. He can just pick off his guy. i got to call you out, man. Because you're picking on Baltimore's guys. These are the same guys. Terrence Williams, Allen Hurkle. You say worse. He's a worse than Okay, all right, but Baltimore don't have Ezekiel Elliott. True. So they, and, that, and that's the difference maker right there. When Zeke was out don't there playing, don't exactly. When Zeke was out there playing last year, Dak Prescott was a top five fantasy quarterback. Now, when Zeke left, Dak Prescott fell to the bottom. With that being said, Lynn, I don't. Dak Prescott right now is not even being drafted. You can put Dak Prescott on right. your team late round, throw him on the bench, and I guarantee you he'll out, he'll he'll outshine his ADP. The one thing that stands out to me that you said is that. You said that he, he won't throw the interception. He won't risk that. He'll, he, he's kind of a game manager in a sense. So that actually limits his fantasy value because you don't want a guy that's going to throw. Last year threw for 3,300 yards. I know he rushed for almost 400, but you can't have a guy for under 4,000 total yards as your, your QB. Well, I mean, he's obviously be a QB too. But if you but, go, go, to, go to his game log and look at how much fantasy points he put up when he had Ezekiel Elliott. I'll pull it up right now. Hey, Jim, what do you think about Dak Prescott? Obviously not as a QB1, but somebody, dollar make you holler late in your draft. I think he could pop. Oh, I'm with you, Corey, definitely. I, I, I'm not really enamored with all these wide receivers, but as a group, they'll come together. I like Alan Hurds. I like Michael Gallup. I think they'll put some guys on the field that'll catch passes, no doubt. And like you said, as long as Ezekiel Elliott's behind him, he's always going to have an easier field to throw to. And, uh, you know, again, I... I the one thing I wish the Cowboys would do more is throw more to Ezekiel Elliott. Get him more involved in the passing game. I think if they did that, this offense would be crazy. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. And I think we will see more of that this year. I think they will rely on Zeke more out the passing game in the passing game. Like I always tell y'all, Zeke's most impressive play as an NFLer was uh, an actual reception against the Pittsburgh Steelers in his rookie year where he took a ball, I believe it was an 90-something-yard touchdown on a swing pass. This is Dak Prescott. In week one versus the Giants, 17 points. Fifth, then week two was 15. That was two bad games. Then it was 22, 22-29, 29-7, 26-26. Then Zeke got suspended. Then it was 15-0, 3 <laughs> 
14. Zeke comes back, 26. As long as Ezekiel is in the backfield, yeah. he's going to be all right. What week did he come back, Zeke? Zeke came back in week 14 last week, last year. They week got a lot 14. to prove, the Cowboys. Yeah, both Doc, and, yeah, Doc yeah. and Zeke both have a lot to prove this yeah, year. Yeah, there's definitely a money year for both of those players, even though Zeke could probably play on the franchise tag. Doc I'm saying Zeke's got to prove that he can stay out of trouble, and Doc's got to show that the first year wasn't a fluke. Right. Oh, you know, um, Gabe, some people have said that you need to prove that you can stay out of trouble. <laughs> well, we know I'm not a fluke. I've been doing this 17 years. <laughs> but can you stay out of trouble? No, I'm lucky. The league I play in has a very lenient commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You're right. The league, This league does. Yo, Jarvis Landry gave this, this kick-ass speech to the Miami Dolphin wide receiver group. More or less, he was like, listen, the reason why y'all stink and y'all suck is because it's a culture in, in this room and y'all are not trying hard enough. And he was like, that bleep's going to end now. More or less, he was getting on a unit for taking out, sitting out practice because they're injured. He was like, you're not always it's injured. And what you're doing is putting more stress on the rest of us because you're not running reps. Y'all on the sideline. We're running all the reps. Then we're going to get hurt. So stop with it. It's got to stop. It was excellent. A lot of people saw this last night. And I'm thinking to myself, Jarvis Landry is hiding in like the fourth, fifth round of fantasy drafts right now. I hope this happened, what happened on Hard Knocks does not raise his profile and push his ADP up, Gabe. I think it will, but at the same point in time, he could be as motivational as he wants, but he's still talking to a dude in Antonio Callaway that clearly really doesn't get it. it, it it's going to be tough to change, change the culture there, and I don't, want to, I don't want to single out Hugh Jackson, but the fact of the matter is... You know, Hugh Jackson is one in thirty-one as a head coach in the last uh, two years. No, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, like so. Ha- how many of us you keep your job? You're one in three. Like I have a hard time. Like I said, Vin, you know, I have a hard time buying into any sort of motivational speech. And I'm a Tyrod Taylor guy too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the roster that they have. But you let's look at the start here with the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Browns. So Josh Gordon. He's not ready to go. Not yet. Man. You know, and he looks so damn good, man. When he walked in off the street last year, I was very excited about Josh Gordon from the fantasy uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, we hear Tyrod Taylor. And I love that Tyrod Taylor threw shade at the Bills, right? When they said, oh, you don't have Josh Gordon. He goes, hey, I got 14.8 fantasy points a game last year with Nick O'Leary and Charles Clay. I'll do all right with Corey Coleman and Jarvis Landry. Well, now Corey Coleman's gone. Why would you trade Corey Coleman? Because they're looking for Des now. Well, I think they. I think they're pretty confident that they're going to get Gordon back. That's why I think yes. you move Coleman. That too. That too. It's pretty risky. That could be isn't the it? only reason. It like, like it is risky. But let's face it, Corey Coleman didn't really show them anything no. anyway. You're talking about a guy who was bad in the locker room. Teammates didn't like him. Coaches didn't like him. Why not get rid of him? Another bad draft He's pick. Not in other words, be on your team. You don't want him there. Another bad yeah, draft exactly. pick. He was. There's no doubt about it. Yep. You know, it's the ninth straight Cleveland Brown first-round pick, guys. The ninth straight. Now, last year they got it right with Garrett. But this is the ninth straight Cleveland Cleveland Browns first-round pick that didn't survive his first contract. That's crazy. How insane is that? You're supposed to know what you're doing better than that. But I think this is finally going to be the time where the Cleveland Browns culture changes because they did so many. I think a lot of these moves are really good. The team has definitely improved. The team in the past, I'm going to give Hugh Jackson just a little bit of the benefit of doubt because the team was just so bad for so many years. So now here's a chance. If he goes one in four, one in five, is it? He's now, done. He's my problem is last year he said, I'm not, and everyone knew last year coming in that Deshaun Kaiser was the Ross of all the, the quarterbacks. Yeah, you're right. Everyone knew. He's got maybe the most upside, but he's the Ross. Hugh Jackson says, I'm not going to rush this guy. 
Deshaun Kaiser throws one big bomb touchdown pass in a preseason game, and then he's starting week one at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. That's what you call rushing a guy. Yeah, that was And he got absolutely destroyed. So when I hear him, and he's talking about, well, I'm not going to rush Baker Mayfield, and I'm, I'm looking from a betting, and let's talk from a fantasy perspective with Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor could actually have some weapons, better weapons now than he did actually with the Buffalo Bills, let's be real. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be playing from behind often so he can put up big numbers. But if the Cleveland Browns, like you guys just stated, if they're one and four or something, Baker Mayfield gets on the field then. And and then what happens? Then everything falls apart. Yeah. So from a fantasy yeah. perspective and from a betting perspective, you know, it, the Cleveland Browns are a dangerous team to me. But I, still, I, I think they have a lot of upside this year. Jim, I want to bring you back in on this Jarvis Landry thing. Jarvis Landry, for the past couple seasons, even though Sun catch 100 balls every year, for the past couple seasons, Jarvis Landry seems to be a forgotten man in fantasy drafts. What do you expect from Landry this year? Oh, I love Landry. I'm grabbing Landry wherever I can. Let's face it. You know, even if Gordon comes back, I think that helps Landry because Gordon stretches the field, makes people double team him at all costs. And Landry's just going to be a a volume hog in this offense. I like him a lot. I think he's going to do a lot of good things. And like I said, I'm, I have a ton of shares of him. And, you know, again, this is a guy who, you know, is rivaling uh, Odell Beckham in talent, I feel. And like you said, he's always been undervalued. He's still being undervalued in fantasy drafts. So, yeah, I, I definitely I am all in on Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I think it's time to get in on Jarvis Landry, too. So don't let him slip because Jarvis Landry, where he's going right now, he can help you win a fantasy league, especially if you get him as a wide receiver three. Yeah. You put him on a team like that, you could be loaded with a stud like that. He's been so, top five in, in receptions Sunday's like a beast. five, six years yeah, in a row, he's literally. A beast. He's but a beast. People but worry the, the targets could change. go down because of Josh Gordon. and, and, right. and yeah, but it, let's be real. Like If we're looking back, it's not like he was in a great situation with the Miami Dolphins, That's was true, he? too. Ryan no, Tannehill's no. a bum. and Matt Moore and these guys. Quarterback agreed, yeah. but he and another thing is, uh, they were saying that Tyrod Taylor has already said that this is quickly becoming his favorite target. Now, Nick Chubb, is that a running back that you're in on? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, I like where Carlos Hyde's going this year, and I like to pair them together because I know that it's going to be either one that's going to get the bulk of the first and second down carries. Um, Duke Johnson obviously isn't going to get an opportunity for that, but he might be the third down pass catching back. I wonder how this three-man rotation is going to work. It kind of scares Hyde me a little bit. Play. That's how it's going to work. You don't think Carlos Hyde's going to play I much think, at all? I think Carlos Hyde is going to be the guy that left out. I believe the running back to own is going to be Nick Chubb. He can really help himself tonight if he come out and get a, a good a good start mm-hmm. um, and, you know, as, as a Cleveland Brown. Obviously, when you talk rookie running backs, pass protection also important to what they do. But Nick Chubb, SEC, Georgia Bulldog running mm-hmm. back, those cats normally translate well to the NFL. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think it's a situation where they brought Carlos Hyde in, sort of had a chance to draft Chubb, and I think Chubb is the guy that gets to work. Kind of like how uh, the Vikings last year took Latavius Murray, they, they signed him, and then they drafted Dalvin Cook. That but is, it's a little different because Cook was a really high-end running back, whereas Chubb... Is a really high-end running back. Well, not, but not like, the, not like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was their first-round pick, and it was a top-15 pick. Where was Chubb drafted? In the second round, right? Chubb was drafted in the second round, yes. I don't, and so was Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah, he was early in the second round. You're right. Yeah, You're right. He shouldn't have went that late, though. He was much better running back than that. He shouldn't have went. Yeah, I can understand round. you say that, that he shouldn't have went there, but I, when you look at the differences of the two players, you could really you're splitting hairs from what they've done in college. Well, I mean, Chubb, I don't think he's going to be much of a pass catcher in his NFL career. Oh, Chubb can catch the football, too. You think he can catch the football? Chubb can catch we haven't the football. We didn't really see much of it in college. That was a skill set that they didn't need to use because he had Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle yeah. But the thing about it is I, I'm, I'm, I know Nick Chubb's game, and Nick, and Nick Chubb can, um, can catch the football out of the backfield. 
obviously the Bears are an offense that has drawn a lot of um, people, a lot of fantasy owners looking at this Chicago Bear offense. I am one of the guys touting the Chicago Bear offense. I think Matt and Nagy comes in there and fix some of that inefficiencies that they had last year. So you want to get a good first look at how Mitch Trubisky and this offense is rolling. Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, you get Allen Robinson involved in the mix now. The aforementioned Trey Burton also on the other side of the ball for the Cincinnati Bengals is uh, Joe Mixon. And obviously, you know, with Dalton and Green are and stuff like that, whatever, I'm not, nothing to trip off of that. But we want to see a strong start for Nick Chubb in his second season. Yeah. On, um, Nick Ch- Joe Mixon? I mean, excuse me, Joe Mixon. Why do I keep <laughs> saying seem Nick to Chubb? love Nick Chubb. Hey, my Chubb God, Sam, you all know what I'm Chubb talking about. Don't start no smoke with me. I'm getting tired of these people already. <laughs> Yo, but I'm buying into Allen Robinson. I want him like as a wide receiver two high end though. I don't want him as my wide receiver one, but if I got to take him there because I took two running backs in the first two rounds, fine. I really like it. I think he's going to be the star of the Chicago Bears fantasy offense. I'm not as high as on the Chicago Bears overall though as a lot of people are. Why not? I think they're going to come in last again. What, like, what do you think the offense is going to be like? I, I think the offense could be good, but it's all on Mitchell Trubisky. I know they got they got the nice dynamic of Jordan Howe and Tyreek Cohen, uh, you know, at running back position, but. Trubisky, I don't know. We don't know if he's going to develop and have a great second year like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz did, or he might just, you know, he might not have another bad year, might have a sophomore slump or whatever you want to call it because he might not develop right. It might take him more time. Quarterback is very hard to gauge, uh, and I think it, it could be difficult, but they do have the pieces in place for him to do well. Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson. With the first pick of... The twelve team PPR. What QB would you target for? What QB would I? You gonna take a QB with the with the first pick? No, nah, not with the first pick. But I'm saying when it comes time, what time should you grab a QB? All right, so want to try to how many points for the touchdown pass you get in your league, Darren? Uh, six. I want to say six. All right, so if you get six for your touchdown, you might want you might want to check into that. At that point, we want to pay a little bit up for a more higher-end quarterback. I would say pull the trigger on a Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson type on the 5-6 turn. Obviously, you're coming out the one hole. You don't want to get it to be at the back end of a quarterback run. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, would have to, I would pull the trigger on the quarterback a little earlier than normal. I think on that – I don't know how your league draft is, how they value quarterbacks. If quarterbacks go early in your league or, or if your cats in your league wait on the quarterback. But I think on that 5-6 turn is, is a good idea. Now, listen, I'm, now I'm telling you this just speaking from – from what I've seen in drafts, you can't predict the draft. You got to go into a draft, kind of be fluid and have your plan together. But just as, as a shell of an idea, I think a quarterback on that 5-6 turn is not a horrible idea. So I would do that. As far as schedule analysis goes, it's really difficult to do yeah. schedule analysis because of injuries and, and player movement and stuff like that. So that changes each and every year. Last year, you wouldn't have thought the Los Angeles Rams were going to be a team that was going to make the playoffs. You damn sure didn't think the Philadelphia Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl because that's stupid to <laughs> think something that dumb and ridiculous would happen. But that's what 2017 was. Right. Dumb and ridiculous stuff did happen, like the stupid Philadelphia Eagles. Winning the at Super Bowl, so you can't predict that stuff. Now, there's one thing on the schedule that I have seen. You see, because I played for the win the championship, Darren, and you should probably play it the same way too. So I always look at what the last game of the fantasy year is, and the last game of the fantasy year, the game that I decide championships is going to be the Denver Broncos versus the, Lo- the Los Angeles Ra- or Oakland Raiders or wherever the hell they play at Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about. 
you know what I mean, under, under blue flannel skies. The Oakland Raiders, Al Davis, the whole thing, just win, baby. They play the Denver Broncos. The Raiders' secondary is trash, and it's probably going to be trash all season. Mm-hmm. Get Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders on your team. That's the only real schedule analysis I have, Darren. Yeah. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend this weekend. Did you end up meeting up with Homegirl in Washington? Yeah, I met up with her for a no minute. Doubt. You know, yeah, whatever. I mean, we ain't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't with something. Oh, no, yeah, something just, to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's just a friend. She's just a friend. You say she's just, just a friend. friend. Don't, don't. But you, you say she's just a friend. friend. Oh, baby, you <laughs> got what I need. But you say she's just a friend. That's right. You say he's just a friend. <laughs> oh, baby, you. Lies. Steve is in Massachusetts. That is my friend. And you say he's just a fantasy football friend. His name is Steven Mass. Oh, baby, Steve. <laughs> it's just a fantasy friend. Could be a BFF song, maybe. Everybody, fantasy friends, you got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. You got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Stephen Mass, what up, my man? We gonna be all right. Let's go.